Keycard presents Back Issue Bloodbath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Padula Neal. They say the grass is greener on the other side, and sometimes the spoils might be greater on the other earth. But if it ain't your earth, it ain't going to work for you. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Petula Neal. And this week we are looking back at the September 2000 graphic novel, JLA Earth 2, written by Grant Morrison with art by Frank Quitely and colors by Laura DePew. It was an interesting time in the DC universe because like when people think about DC comics, they think, oh, well, sure, there's multiple Earths because there's a multiverse. But this was during the period where there wasn't. After Crisis on Infinite Earths and then the follow-up with Zero Hour, all other universes, all other dimensions had been erased from the DC history and that there was only one Earth. But there was possibly a second Earth, one made up of antimatter. Eventually they went, no, 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 let's bring back all the Earths in the mid-2000s, and now we have Multiverse again, and now, once again, DC's continuity is very confusing, especially after the New 52 experiment and the, all that sort of stuff. But this was during a time where DC continuity was kind of like, okay, you can explain it to somebody in five minutes instead of two hours. During this time, Grant Morrison introduced the Antimatter Earth, based off of, I believe it was Earth 5, of the pre-crisis era where the opposite of earth was there instead of the justice league you had the crime syndicate which was a bunch of superpowered uh beings that uh basically ruled over the world they lived in and their only hero was a guy who kept getting fall at every chance named alexander luther and so in this story these two universes come together and at first, we think it's the plan of one character, but it's the plan of another. Petula, what did you think? What were your first impressions of JLA Earth 2? I think ultimately the thing that was the most similar about all of our characters that we know is their straight up arrogance and like hubris and knowing in their hearts, whether it was on the left or right side of their body, what was right. Mm. including Lex, because if anything, Lex was the character that was the most similar across the two Earths because he ultimately always had his eye on uh, Superman and his friends as people to mistrust because he didn't think anyone besides him should have that much power. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, his introduction to this, because, of course, it's the Luther of the other Earth that comes to our Earth, which he has dubbed Earth 2, because obviously the Earth he's from would be Earth 1. And he dispatches of the Lex Luthor of the main Earth off panel and takes his place. So when we first meet him, we think it's the actual Lex. And it's then introduced by him when the Justice League show up and go, what the hell are you doing? We've suddenly this plane fell in the sky. Does not look like one from our Earth. And you're connected with this. And that's when he goes, hey, guys. It's me, the other Lex. And they're like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm from another Earth where you guys are all bad and I'm good and I'm trying to save the world. And the only way I could figure out to save the world was to bring you guys to my Earth, take out them. So how about it? And then, of course, you get the usual, which was really big at the time, the Justice League divided on what they should do and let's take a vote and all that sort of thing. Oh, well, and thank goodness, because you needed some people to stay behind and watch the house. 
Yeah, which is really funny to me that when they decide to do it and they decide to leave people behind, it's Aquaman and Martian Manhunter. Just so happens to the two characters that don't have a counterpart in the crime syndicate world in the antimatter universe. That was very, very convenient. But also the two of them were almost able to handle the bad versions that came over because well, Martian yes, Manhunter and- went full ham. Like he's like, oh, <laughs> there, there's no Clark here to judge me. <laughs> No Diana here to distract me with the boots. I can just like fully unleash my Martian based trauma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You say that they could take it all, but like they were still kind of on the losing end. Yeah. They were doing their best. And I feel like Martian man, who was it that was, was it, was it Martian Manhunter or Aquaman that was distracted by Superwoman or at least when she was attempting to distract them? I think it was with her boots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that was her move. Like they, yeah. the bad version of her, they definitely made her more of like a hookup queen. Yeah. Well, yeah, totally. Well, cause in that antimatter universe, it is not princess Diana. That is there. There are no Amazons there. It's actually Lois Lane who has the powers of the superwoman. And uh, yes, yeah, so she, she is a, she's a temptress. She manipulates by having Owlman and Ultraman pretty much at wit's end of each other. Also, uh, your homeboy Jimmy has some yeah. very questionable time in the closet. He likes yeah. to watch. He likes to watch. He likes to be degraded. That's his. That's his. Thing. Yeah, he likes to use the pantyhose <laughs> for what I do not know. And that's the thing. There is more of a, a mature edge to this story. Mm-hmm. Well, um, our friend was writing on it, so. Yes, but Grant Morrison's JLA run, if you read his JLA run at the time, it was very Silver Age feel, not super mature, but this particular book kind of pushed the boundaries of what was okay in the DC canon universe at the time. Yeah, definitely. And having our archetypes, our triad, making bad versions of them, it's a lot easier to get away with it. Well, of course, they'd be doing things like this. They're, it's not Batman, it's Owl. <laughs> it's Owl, man, yeah. yeah. And it's like, it's not It's not a regular airplane. It's all the people that died on that plane were flying Ku Klux Klan air. So <laughs> it's okay that they died. Yeah. It was interesting that they decided the main way to show the difference between the matter and the antimatter universe was like, oh, it's flipped. Our anatomies are flipped. Hearts on the wrong side, and that's how you can tell, sort of thing. A very simple, quick x-rays, we're done, we know what's going on, sort of thing. We know they're not from here. And Lex brings them over to the antimatter universe, to his Earth One. And the idea is they're going to put the the crime syndicate out of commission. They're going to try to help the economy. They're going to stop wars. And within, I think it's like two days, they do that. Within those same two days... The crime syndicate's been stuck up on their uh, their watchtower on the moon because uh, Green Lantern has basically put like a big hand over top of it. So nobody can get in, nobody can get out. But the entire time, Owlman, because, well, he's the counterpart of Batman, is sitting there all smug. And they're all like, what are you talking about? You're, you're supposed to be the smart guy and we, you're just sitting there. We got nothing. He's like, no, no. Think about it. They've introduced a new element to this world that offsets everything. So by that reality, the other world will need to be reset as well. And suddenly then they disappear and they are suddenly in Earth 2 where Aquaman, Martian Manhunter, and all the regular people of the DC Universe are. That and they- it felt a bit too easy. 
I was definitely like having a moment of, you know, where is Deadpool Ryan Reynolds to look at the camera and be like, well, that's just lazy writing. (laughs) (laughs) But I allowed it because it was like, okay, we need to like get this moving because you could tell it's like, okay, we need to hit our, you're doing this over here. We're doing that over there. Who's the real, like the story up to that point had it slowed down a little so it it helped that all of a sudden without them really having to try to figure out a way to get themselves there they just got there yeah yeah page count really has something to do with it definitely and uh so suddenly they're there and they start tearing shit up and it's around that time that uh on uh on earth one on the antimatter earth that uh, the JLA notices, oh, a lot of the stuff we did, it's slowly coming undone because the people here don't really care that they're treated like shit. And some of them actually quite like it. And yeah, even the good ones, alleged good ones, are still kind of bad. It's like, oh, we're going to free Gotham from the syndicate and it's a police state now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I feel like... Come on, it's Batman. I don't think he'd have a problem with that. Yeah. Him showing it that it's suddenly like, no, that's not what we agreed on. It's like, Batman, you totally want a police state. Come Absolutely. on. Now. Yeah. And when they do go to the antimatter universe, Superman and Wonder Woman and Flash and them are all doing stuff that are like big all over the world and everything like that. Where's Batman? He's in Gotham because he's like, well, I have to save Gotham. Wherever I go, Gotham is my main interest. And Bruce Wayne and Mayor Gordon are seen as corrupt. And Commissioner Wayne. Yeah, sorry, Commissioner Wayne. Yeah, yeah. So it's Commissioner Wayne Wayne. is the Thomas Wayne, yeah. Is the our is our Gordon kind of counterpart. So the one good cop. But is he good? He's still like good in a bad world. Yeah, he's good in a bad world because the idea is in this world, what made Owlman Owlman is that his mom got killed in that alleyway and his dad didn't he blamed his dad and became owl man because he's like well i'm gonna just do what i want and destroy shit and rule the way i want to rule and thomas wayne was like no 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 we have to do it by the law and so when batman helps him because batman's all on board because it's like well it's thomas wayne of this world so it's basically my dad so i have to help him and then once he does that he goes yeah all right good you've given me all the power fuck everybody else we're gonna freaking run this this city the way we want to run it and then Batman's like, oh, shit. This is just like, <laughs> there. there's always somebody that wants to rule everything. Why can't it just be me? I'm Batman. <laughs> Everybody wants to rule the world. It's tough out yeah, there that's, for Wayne. Yeah, that's not just a classic 80s tune. Yeah. It's also the sentiment of pretty much everybody in Gotham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rule it or watch it burn. It's like potato, potato. They... Always end up making hash. And then the counterpart of seeing Owlman at the grave of Thomas Martha Wayne on our Bruce's Earth and him realizing his prime motivation is literally just to mess with his dad. Yeah. And if his dad's dead, there's no fucking point. This whole, yeah. the whole thing I was doing was to piss him off. And if I can't piss him off, it ain't worth it for me. So to disable your main brain guy on both Earths, that really, you know, Batman's distracted by Gotham, Owlman is basically contemplating his own life, thinking, what have I done with my life? Because that's really all I care about. And at the same time, Superman over on the antimatter universe is trying to figure out how can we contain all these problems and how come people aren't striving to try to fix them? While Ultraman is like, it pisses me off that everybody likes this Superman guy 
and everybody thinks they're cool. Like, you know, even though we rule and we got all the money and we got all the power over there, people say I'm an asshole. Well, it's because you are an asshole, Ultraman, but it's like, it's because I don't really like that. So it's interesting that the motivations similar but different on each earth. Yeah, that, and the dynamic between the, the triad in their relationship as well. It's like, well, why don't you just hang out with Superwoman instead of watching and shooting lasers into the ground right next to them every time her and Aegal will hook up? I have a feeling that Grant Morrison's story was probably more risque and his idea probably had them doing a three-way at some point. And DC probably said, no. So yeah. he went or with them this. actually being in bed and like the lasers coming up right between the legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Ultraman standing in the corner and just being a, you know, a cuss watching. They say, just, yeah. Just like glowing red eyes. <laughs> like, watching. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Watching through a building. So this yeah. is so instead we got the more tame version of the story where he's basically just uh watching them kiss on sidewalks because right. that's a great place to hide from somebody who can fly and see yeah. through things. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I think yeah. the idea is that it's supposed to be Owl Man's arrogance. <laughs> so it makes him think, Oh, he can't look at everything all of the time. Yeah. Well his whole thing is I'm taunting my father, I'm taunting Ultraman. Yeah, so that's his vibe. Yeah. 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 Exhibitionist shenanigans. <laughs> there you go. It's like the, the main crux of the whole story is the JLA, much like the crime syndicate, will always prevail over Lex Luthor or Alexander Luthor because that is the DNA of their world, of their relationship, of their dynamics. So even when they switch to different places, they're not going to be able to pull it off. They're not going to be able to win what they want to win because they're not in the right place because they're not the right people that gets to prevail in that world. And I thought it was, I thought it was interesting. Like it was a fun little thing to have that as the crux of your story, to have that as like the reveal of like, oh no, you are only as good as you are on your universe. Makes it an easy one shot that is still compelling in my opinion. Yeah, it's fun. I would say it more just kind of made me want to go back to supreme power again or squadron supreme like other versions of our same heroes like the hyperion princess power kind of energy there that story because you spend more time with them you get a little more rationale for why the characters are the way they are yeah and they're also but, he doesn't have the pg rating to keep him on like he actually gets to go much farther with the storytelling he wants to do yeah yeah they bang it out yeah so yeah <laughs> They definitely bag it out on multiple pages. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, and the, the art, I would say in this, the character I feel like that actually looks the best in the bad version is Owl. But it's very much giving like Watchmen kind of vibes, almost like his costume. Whereas the other ones are, it feels a little underdone. Like Superwoman is, it's like, let's just cut her a little higher on the side throw the necklace on and make her face look a little angrier. Like she's, she's got resting kill face and uh, similar uh, with Ultraman. Definitely. I'd say Lex gets the most kind of Alexander, my bad. <laughs> Alexander gets sort of the best kind of visual treatment of one of our uh, bad verse people. Because he is giving, like, when you first see him, it's like, it's Lex, green suit, like, you think this is bad Lex up to bad things. 
uh, his whole office complex. Gorgeous. Love the design. It's even more Apple Store than usual. And his whole physicality is much more detailed and less it feels less let's just take our regular looks and make it bad it's like again it's almost like a straight he looks his look his green suit it's all like very very similar to mm. the those versions of lex with the suit even like just watched the the dc super pets and yeah like that green suit like it is just that same suit yeah yeah ever since the superpowers figures of the early 80s when they were like lex needs a suit it's that style of suit the big uh kryptonite armor type deal yeah, yeah. the xo yeah 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 and that's there quietly is a character like we've like i've talked about this before quietly is a guy that really loves pursed lips and squinting eyes he likes to give people like the look of like they're always like trying to really focus in on what they're looking at and always very very pouty <laughs> that's just his style yeah, yeah, like half of the face is happening in the same amount of real estate that he leaves for the chin. Yeah, it's an interesting style. And it's one that at that time, back in 2000, because he hadn't done that much with mainstream characters yet, he'd done a lot of Vertigo and things like that, that people seeing this JLA book, it took them back at first. It surprised them. Once the duo did their run on, on X-Men just a couple of years later, people would get used to that look. But at the time, people were kind of like, oh, there's something, something off about these, these JLA drawings. I don't get it. Because that's the thing. Most of his audience knew him from Vertigo titles and stuff like that. And of course, that was more the niche market and not the mainstream DC universe. I'll admit, when I first looked at it, I was like, oh, this looks kind of weird. But now it's like I look at it and I'm like, I'm, I'm used to Frank Quitely's style. And quite frankly, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, the the prettiest panel is the owl man crouched in front of the grave. Yeah. But there's no face in there. So some of the distracting face stuff. There, There's some good stuff with Flash running through the hamster, the habit trail. Yeah. Yeah. Getting the batteries up. Johnny Quick, I feel like, is the one who's the least... Because so much of his face is covered. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the decision to make him basically like a speed freak makes it that he's always kind of like jittery and everything like that. So even the drawings have movement to them, and so distortion on what he looks like. I'd have to say out of the crime syndicate characters repackaged for this story, I think Power Ring is probably the weakest because it's just him kind of like not being good at be, being a villain, you know? He kind of sucks at it compared to the rest of the team. So most of the time, people are like, this loser. Yeah, but it's, a uh, you know, Green Lantern in general. And any story that involves all of our mains, and here we've got to deal with doubles plus Lex, him and the Flash. If anything, Martian Manhunter and Aquaman got better moments because they were left behind, so they got to do some fighting on their own. Hmm. Well, at this time as well, when Grant Morrison was running the JLA, it was the Wally West Flash and the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. And the way he decided to write them as part of the team is that they were both very much like in awe of the fact that they were on a team with Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. And so they were kind of like always following, like they were, they were taking the lead from more veteran teammates. And so, yeah, so we kind of see that here as well. But yeah, I think overall, it's a fun read. It's probably one of the easiest Grant Morrison stories to get into. It's very like, here's all you need to know is that there's bad versions of the Justice League and go. It's pretty and here's the thing. I know I've complained about his perviness, but I almost kind of do want the, the Superwoman spinoff where 
it is like full on unleashed, just her banging it out left and right. Yeah, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. A a book about an evil, sexy Lois Lane with superpowers. I would probably read that book. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially if we had it told from Jimmy's point of view, because. <laughs> That would be a very pervy book, yes. It would be, yeah. Because <laughs> that boy likes punishment. Oh my god, and degradation, and like all of the all of the darker kinks he likes. Those. Yeah, and just like nervous sweatiness is sort of already in that character. So yeah, making him just a little creep at work, hearing you know, sirens, and then like running off to his you know closet peephole, even though he knows that she can hear and see him. Although, you know what would be equally as fun is if they took Matt Fraction's version of Jimmy Olsen and dropped him in a universe with that sexy, evil Lois Lane and saw what happened. See, he'd be freaking out the entire time. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) Busting through a lot of tweed pants, that's for sure. I definitely check out JLA Earth 2. I recommend it. It's a fun read. It's got some cool drawings. It's Owlman looks way cooler than Batman ever did. Uh, in the artwork and uh, yeah i think it's a lot of fun and if you like your bad versions of these characters there's many other stories that go deeper into this but this is a good entryway because like some people just can't take the idea of like a bad superman type person yeah but if you are reading this and wanting more there's so many other options out there too there you go definitely definitely check it out we've come to the end of this week's episode of back you should blow patula where can the good folks find you at initiative.com on Twitter at Obesa Contavit, O B E S A C A N T A V I T, and here with you. And of course, you can find everything I do over at geekhardshow.com. Follow me on Twitter at geekhard. Follow me on Instagram at Andrew of Geekhard, which, you know, every eight months I put something up there. So that's something to look forward to, I guess. And uh, also uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash geekhard. And uh, email us, geekardshow at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to cover on the show. And, of course, make sure you subscribe to this show on all your podcasting platforms of choice and leave some ratings and reviews and all that jazz and tell all your good friends that there's a fun show where they talk about comics. Sure, there's other ones out there, but there's no one quite like us. Yes, we do have a little bit of a pervy sting. I realize that. This has been Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Andrew Young. I'm Batul Neal. Have yourself a good. Day.